And then we have this now, so like it'll. Welcome to DCAF, the Beacon Center's weekly podcast. It's Taylor here with Julie. It's Girls' Day in the studio. It is. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you for having me. Yes, we have a new microphone this week. We had some technical difficulties, but the show must go on. So, so I'm too excited to give up my opportunity to be here. I love it. So Julie is um, a criminal justice expert. I don't know if you missed it last time, but she is the state director for Tennessee and Kentucky for Right on Crime, which is a criminal justice group. And so I'm really just going to let her do the talking on some criminal justice matters if you're ready to get started. I am ready. Let's do it. All right, let's go. So so the first thing I want to talk about is the college admission scandal. So if you've been living under a rock, then you have not seen that Lori Laughlin, um, what was her name on Full House? Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky from Full House is in a bit of hot water from um, a scandal that involved her and her husband bribing colleges to let her daughter in. Now we've recently found out that she might be in a little more trouble than she originally thought she was um, and is facing potentially 45 years in prison. Now that seems a little bit overblown to me for someone who bribed. I, I, I think it's really disgusting that the rich and powerful were able to bribe their daughter into um, a major university that other students could not get into, not based on her merit. But let's talk about this 45 years piece and is it necessary to put her in prison for 45 years well i mean it goes down to the whole idea of incarcerating people we're mad at versus incarcerating people we're scared of so i mean yeah everybody's mad because she um, leveraged her wealth to cheat and that's disgusting and that's irritating and all of those things but 45 years okay so she's a multi-millionaire i at the end of the day this taxpayer is going to have to pay to house a multimillionaire for 45 years. I mean, I think it's what in the Bureau of Prisons, $85 a day at the, I said, what we're looking at are, you're really passing a little bit of the consequence on to the taxpayer just because we're really mad at her. Now, does she deserve a criminal sanction? Sure. Yeah, I think she does. I mean, but let her pay fines, let her do community service, let her give back to the taxpayer rather than requiring us to pay for her. And that's, I mean, that seems to be a little bit more of a logical response, right? I mean, I would think so. And also, is this just a case of an overzealous prosecutor? I mean, is this, do you think, am I being cynical? I tend to be a little cynical sometimes and um, don't really give give people the benefit of the doubt. But it seems to me like an overzealous prosecutor is trying to make an example out of Aunt Becky. Well, I think that you do see a lot of examples being made from different defendants. I, 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 the biggest concern, and it's, a, and it's a practice that happens a lot um, by prosecutors at the state and federal level, where if you don't accept their plea deal, then the con- there's a consequence to exercising your right to a jury trial. And that is they add additional counts to your indictment. And you go from, I don't know what she was originally, like 15 years to now, what, 45? So, you know, there's a, there's a consequence that they definitely signal to, you know, exercising your right to a jury trial, which is fundamental part of our jurisprudence. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you, you exercise it, you'll pay for it. And that's basically what Aunt Becky's about to have happen to her. Poor Aunt Becky. Wasn't there an episode of Full House where she got, like, trapped in the attic or something? This is so much worse than that. Probably. Oh, it's definitely worse. This is definitely worse than that. All right, we've been buzzed. On to the next. So, um, 
what I want to talk about now is some some big news that Julie actually tweeted yesterday, and I saw it for the first time in Oklahoma. It was the largest release of incarcerated individuals ever in the history of the United States. Now, um, we're big on criminal justice reform. This is what Julie has devoted her entire life to, her whole career to. Um, and part of that is really seeing people who have served their time get to be productive members of society. So Julie's got her... her um, thing on this I asked her a few questions about this prisoner release I didn't really read too much about it but the expert here so what happened and what does this mean for the future of criminal justice reform well I think it's first to point out that first off Andrew Spino, our state director in Oklahoma, I got to give him a shout out for a lot of this stuff. So the Oklahoma voters voted on a state question by 59% or pretty much 60% of the vote in a very conservative state, red state of Oklahoma, voted to um, defelonize possession and to raise the felony theft threshold from $500 to $1,000. Well, last session, the Republican legislature decided to make that retroactive. So what resulted was the commutation of 570 prisoners, which I think is going to save the state about 11 to 12 million dollars. And so what we're hoping is because this, the state did, uh, the voters also passed a state question to um, in reinvest cost savings into diversion programming, drug treatment, uh, mental health treatment at the county level. So what we're hoping is that those funds, the next step, a lot of great things have happened. The next step is to see those funds reinvested. And, you know, there, this has been, there's been a lot of great conservative leadership behind this. Um, um, Governor Stitt, who has been in office for 10 months and has done an incredible amount of work on the criminal justice front in his just 10 months in office. Um, uh, Representative Eccles, who sponsored the bill, and um, Senator Stephanie Bice um, was also very instrumental in making sure that the retroactivity part of this whole policy that allowed for these commutations crossed the goal line last session. So this is huge. I mean, this is really big. I know we've been saying for a long time that Tennessee was chasing Texas when it comes to criminal justice reform. Oklahoma is obviously in the race as well. They are in it to win it. Nothing would irritate Texas more than for Oklahoma to exceed them in anything, right? You work for a Texas-based organization, but from where I'm coming from, I'm an Alabama girl through and through, and everybody with their Texas pride, I'm like, how many national championships y'all won? So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, I have to say that it's it's kind of nice to see, but, you know, I'm a big believer that competition makes people kind of go even more, and so the fact that Oklahoma's really getting in the race means that we might see better outcomes. Didn't Oklahoma beat Texas in football this year? I think they did, didn't they, recently? Surely. All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up on that. Um, sticking with the criminal ju- – yeah, fact check us someone. Sticking with the criminal justice thing, I want to talk about the Kardashians, okay? So my mom is going to hate this. Sorry in advance, Mom, but I kind of love the Kardashians. Like, I kind of do. And um, I haven't always loved everything they've done, but I just think that they're such interesting people. And what I really love right now is that Kim Kardashian, the girl is speaking up on criminal justice reform, and I'm – People are released and free direct as a direct result of her direct efforts. 
here's the thing. Like, you can criticize their rise to fame all you want. I certainly have. But when you're using your platform to do something amazing like that, like really seeing people's lives changed. I mean, Kim, if you're listening, please come on the podcast and talk about criminal justice reform. It's We have the greatest time here. We would love to talk to you. But I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to hear from someone who has worked in the space for a really long time. Um, what are your kind of candid thoughts on the new Kardashian movement away, more away from lip kits and toward criminal justice reform? Well, first off, her lip kit is fabulous because I have it and I really like it. All of the KW Broody. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, her stuff is really good. So another reason go for, now. yes, way to go. Um, no, she has leveraged her capital on in in and has Alice Johnson would not be free but for the fact that she funded the legal effort and then went to the White House despite a lot of criticism from from Hollywood that she's going to you know share any kind of um, stage with Donald Trump she's done it twice um, she just said hey look all of this is more important I don't care if you criticize me and that took character and that's a courage. And I'm going to give her credit for that. I mean, you know, I, I, I think she really she really put herself out there for someone she had never met. She's funding um, Matthew Charles's um, housing and, and, and here in a very expensive Nashville. She had never met him. And and she's doing that because she cares. And, and so I have to give her a lot of credit. And she's really educated herself on the issues, too, which I've really appreciated. She's not just a, you know, I hate to say a celebrity, you know, talking about a policy issue. You can tell she's taken the time to engage and really think through these issues. So I'm gonna give her a lot of credit. I mean, your girl's going to law school like she really cares about this. And I think it's it's cool to see, um, you know, you can say what say what you want about Kanye and Kim both. But Kanye's really found a platform that he cares about with his new album. Kim's really found something that she cares about with this work. I don't know if it was having kids that made him really zero in on something, but I'm really impressed. And I hope that for the sake of broad criminal justice reform nationwide to have someone at her position who's going to put a mouthpiece on it and get people to Google it. I'm in for it. I'm here for it. Um, okay, the last thing we're going to talk about is I have to roast Julie a little bit because last time she was on, she roasted me. Yeah, last time she's on the podcast, she roasted me over scooters and I get a week off from getting roasted because Mark's not here. Okay, Julie is a vegetarian. Now, there are a lot of people in my life that are vegetarians and that I love. I really love them. Roommate, looking at you. I'm one of them, right? Yeah, you're one of them, definitely. That doesn't mean I don't think you're wrong. So, <laughs> Greg, if you're out there listening, Julie's coworker, Greg, he and I really give her a hard time about it because we just don't quite understand. And Mark. Mark is the king of eating bacon. He eats bacon everywhere he goes, and he hates vegetables. He will not touch a salad. Julie is... An, just an anomaly to me. I just don't understand how one lives in the South where there's like peg like porkers in Nashville and you really stick to your guns here. I mean, there's so much hate directed at me. I hope, I hope you, I mean, do you feel it? I, 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 I have been a vegetarian since I was 20. I mean, I work for the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Yeah. So you know that I have just, I get it from my family, I get it from my colleagues. Now I'm getting it from my friend who I thought was on my side. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have always been, I mean, I don't really like meat. And I don't, I, I just, I'm an animal lover. And I have a hard time disassociating the animal from the food. So, when, I mean, it's like, you know, would you eat a dog? 
no, you wouldn't eat a dog because you don't. So, but I don't eat a cow. I mean, they're cute, man. I mean, they're so cute. Lambs. Oh. So this is, so, okay. So it's not that you don't like the taste of meat. No, but I love a cheeseburger. I, (laughs) I love a cheeseburger. I could eat chicken nuggets every day of my life. I could not live the way you live. So I, so it's not here. Here I was this whole time that we've been friends thinking that Julie just like didn't like the taste of it because I know some people who just like don't like red meat they just don't like how it tastes which I don't understand that either but you are a vegetarian because you cannot look at a chicken nugget and not see the little yellow baby chick is that correct that's correct Julie this is this is a really a revelation to me and I respect you and I love you I just don't understand you eat a burger no I mean I just I mean they're just so cute and I feel bad. I mean, I don't know. Again, yeah. I mean, I'm going to get a lot of grief. You know, Derek and, and Greg and all the people back in Austin, they're going to see this and they're going to be embarrassed. They're going to be like, Julie, I can't believe you're talking about I mean, look, I just, they're cute and I can't eat them. I want them to live cruelty free. I go to bed at night feeling much better than I prob- than you probably do. Okay, honestly, my stomach is full of cheeseburger, and so I'm feeling pretty fly. I mean, I know you think they're cute, but you haven't tasted them, so I don't want to hear it yet. Do you have any more weird things? Like, I don't like fruit. I've never eaten a piece of fruit that I liked. I don't eat any fruit. I know it's super weird. Do you have any other weird things that you like or don't? I don't also don't like gum. I think gum is gross. Oh, that's insane. Well, gum is like you're chewing on your own germs. I can't even talk about it. That's so odd. I don't have any. I don't think anything about me is odd. I think just everybody else should probably conform more to the standard that I've met. I've put out there. I don't know if that make any sense or not, but whatever. So what we what we have discovered today is that Julie is right on criminal justice reform and wrong on vegetarianism. Um, oh, geez. Hashtag cruelty free. Oh, gosh. Well, on that note, I think we better go before you, you trigger me anymore. It was great to have you on the show today, Julie. I always love it. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.